Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is October 9th, 2020. There's a lot going on in our world. I have to truly stop myself from talking about politics and all this crazy that's going on because I I do not have a political forum. However, I am I am just now not yesterday, but yesterday afternoon, not yesterday night, I was just having a conversation with someone that this is going to get really, really crazy, not in a good way before it ends, all of this crazy that we're seeing. And if you talk to two different people on two different sides of the aisle, starting to merge, and yet there's a lot going on. And so stay safe is really what I want to say. Urban areas, things like that right now are are hitting highs. So just stay safe because I get a lot of questions and I honestly cannot put my political opinion out there. But I do want to say know where you're going, know why you're going, pay attention to details right now. Because things are are set up for confusion, delusion, and physical physical issues where people are walking into other people's space and, and not doing really great things. So we need to pay attention, pay attention to attention. That's like all I could really say right now, but it's as much as I can say Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So let's answer the other questions we get today. I have a question from Liam, and he says, Nadia, I have a screenshot, a part of Origins of Truth. I have circled the part I'm asking the question about where Christ says, Nadia, excuse me, there are other spirits. There is a Jesus. What? does Christ mean by this? I'll tell you what I pick up from this, that there is a separate soul to Christ that is Jesus, and Jesus is not just the name or human that Christ carried while here. Is that right? Maybe Christ won't explain this because some things are left to be unexplained, but I'd like to know from you or Christ, if possible, who is Jesus? Well, I'll tell you that um, I'm trying to snapshot your picture, so hold on. Oh, I can't. That's weird. But I remember writing this as it was truly a day of understanding 
what Earth means. Because we have this, I want to say, um, perception that this is all there is and that this is all there is to us. Like there's no more to us. We feel like we know everything about ourselves. And what is it that we know about ourselves? We know there's a lot of things we don't know. With Christ, Christ is an angel of love. I can't read the snapshot that um, Liam put in there for whatever reason. Oh, well, you quoted it in there. But what he's saying is that when Christ was here, could see everything but all of our, believe this one or not, soul is not with us. We are split in half. Our souls are in two places, every single one of us. The part of us that stays home and stays plugged in and is connected to the whole, to where our souls are in their fullness. And then when we come here, we split, and there are certain things we don't know. Or once we are in our body, we know that if we experience it may bring us pain or harm feelings no matter how good and well-intentioned you are once you're in a body we are subjected to what that body will go through and what other people can or will do to it so once we're here as Christ was here for him to understand the plight of people he had to be a person right now he's in me, in a in a big way, he's in other people too because he is multidimensional. He could be in many places at one time because he is an angel of love. He has a job to do. So while he was here, his job was to reinstill a greater love of commitment to each other not hurting, stealing, cheating from each other, but building, growing, and helping each other. And yet he himself was subjected to harm for for doing that. So while he was here, it isn't that they're, they're separated, but he's separate, separate souls, but he is separated from his bigger, his more full self like we are here. We can't fly around here. You have to walk places. You have to have a mode of transportation to take your soul from point A to point B. And Christ had to do that while he was here. So there was miracles that he was able to perform and to do here to increase belief in the miracles that he had. But in that same breath, he was not... He was not able to use all of his powers here. So it's, it's, he was called Jesus here. That was his name here. And my bigger thing is how, that's as much as I know to explain, but my bigger thing is how when I heard Christ, the first time I saw him, I did not initially right away equate it to Jesus, the person that was here. And it may be because I was Muslim, 
maybe because I was just not schooled in what could or would happen. So it's interesting how I saw it as separate right away because I was not taught who Jesus was other than the obvious. Like to me, as a, as a child, I grew up with, wow, you know, that means Christmas and that means all these great holidays and, and I don't participate in those holidays because I come from a background that just doesn't participate. So there's these ideas, and until you know your fullness, the only way I can describe your fullness, and it goes back, believe it or not, to Dream Theme Thursday, our Dream Theme discussions that we have on Thursdays, because that's when we are fully whole and capable of stepping out of ourselves because we join back with our soul at home. And then, you know, we have these like crazy dreams, but they mean something. And if you really talk about them, you start to see the meaning. And if not, you just chalk it off as a crazy dream because your soul is not connected during the day enough to be able to see past your issues, challenges, or problems. Christ, as Jesus, knew that there was a path, a path to solving things. And he knew it wasn't easy because he did have more intel than the average human here because he knew what his job was to do. But what he had to do to go through it brought out the human emotion in him because he did not have his soul joined with that on earth like we do in our dreams or when we're home. So it's a very interesting thing because it, reminds us that, you know, we talk about twin flames, we talk about an other half, but we don't really know what we're trying to gain out of that other half. Like, oh, we think it's a partner. Oh, I just met my twin soul. Well, no, our twin souls are home. We are half of what we actually know. That's why When I say trust your instinct, trust your gut feeling, what is your soul saying? People who hurt other people and someone will look at them and say their eyes looked dead. They looked soulless. They looked like they had no soul. Well, they do have a soul. But when you shut it down, you are disconnected not only from yourself here, but you are also disconnected from home. It's like you shut that door and you're just free floating and you're picking up all the negative stuff. And because of that, you are willing to do some really awful things. It's like you shut the conscience off. You shut the instincts off. You shut the soul off. All the helpers that you have that would normally stop you from doing certain things like hurting yourself or hurting others or damaging or destroying property, you can only do it because you shut yourself down. And then Christ went further to say negative begets negative and positive begets positive. So once you go down that negative rant in life or that negative path in life to that level, you break. And when you break, you become more negative because now you know that you have done yourself wrong, not somebody else. Even those people who kill somebody have killed themselves first. 
And for every person they take out, whether it's by their hand or by their order, every person that died on your watch as a human being, their negative will also tack on to you. So you become more negative. Negative begets negative. So this little saying in the book, I remember writing it and learning that, oh, wow, only half of me is here. (gasps) That's so weird. And I'm only full when I'm sleeping. Christ was more full when he was awake because his job asked for that. But I also understood why I saw Christ. Because think about it. Here you are just living your life. And you see part of what we normally don't see. And there's no one to tell. You don't know how to explain yourself yet. And you're walking around with this information that you don't even know how to categorize. And my first instinct was to push it all away, close that door, because I didn't understand what the benefit would have been for me to know that. All I thought about was my little life, how I was single with two kids, and I was trying to, you know, create a stability in my life. I wanted to find love. I wanted to be married with my two kids in my little house and just rinse and repeat until I died. And so now, what has happened is that positive begot positive. I have in the chat, I am very sorry, can anyone else hear a a tic-tac background? Um, I think we have Francis on as well. Francis, could you let us know if you have a clear background because I have no other way of knowing. So I hope that it's okay. So please let me know. So this question is the bigger question of how our existence exists on earth. Human self is Jesus. My human self is Nadia. That's how I know where I've been, what I've done. It's how you know. Your human self is Francis or Maria or Liam. It's really interesting to think of it that way because when we accept good in life, anything good, our feelings about ourselves being good, they get better over time. If we accept that my family's good, they get stronger over time. If I accept that my job is good, my job and I get better over time. If I accept my old car is good, my old car will perform and do what it needs to do with me because I look at it as a work working. It's really interesting. If I accept that my family's bad, 
that will be reinforced with bad behavior from everybody because nobody has anything good to grow from. So negative begets negative and positive begets positive. So by my accepting of that love, of what I saw, that half of me that was here, I'm getting the whole Christ. I am not just getting Jesus, the man that was here, because I wasn't here. But I'm getting the wholeness. I'm getting all of him because he is not here in form, in a body, with the challenges that I have as a human where you have to make ends meet. You have to make sure you're always protecting your home, your your stuff, because you need those things to be here. You need a car to get around depending where you live, but for most cases, you need food, maintenance, body maintenance. You need to exercise to keep your health. You need to pay attention to the people we accept around us. You need to be able to find ways to get our messages out or our energy out and and interact in the world we live in. And he said something to me in the beginning. And he said to me, I will not have to tell people who I am They will just know. And I thought, okay, (laughs) that's pretty interesting. I would like to know how that's going to work at the time because I'm a talker. Even though I couldn't fully explain myself, I did try. The writing was teaching me. That was his way of talking to me without my being distracted because I cannot sit still. And he he met me where I was at to teach me his bigness. His bigness taught me our potential. But everything is slow here because when I'm talking to Christ, Christ is at home. There's no time. There's no body. There's no challenges that we have here. So what happens when he tells me something is I see the evidence of it because now that energy has been put here through me for others to pick up on. All the language that Christ said to me in the year 2002 is language we are saying now. All the things that he said to me, it's not that he told me the future, That's where things were. That was the truth. That was the truth. And all we did was through time grew into that truth. Powerful truth is. That is how truth wins. That's why those things carry so much energy behind them. He talked about truth, love, and purity over and over again to the point where I just, and I've said this, and for my new listeners, I would sit down and go, what in God's name could I write more about truth, love, and purity? And yet there was more. 
And for the message to come out now in this way through this woman who happens to be me, and I'm still graveling while Christ can see on how to best serve this knowledge. And yet every single day, Every person I meet, not an exception, not one exception, there is a reaction to who I am. There's a reaction to who I am. For me, because I'm just me and I'm walking around, I am still trying to think and say, Oh, this is what they saw. But honestly, I don't know. I don't know if it's a feeling. I don't know if they see something. But the reaction to me, man, woman, child. Man, woman, child. Is the same. It is a feeling of being totally accepted while I'm there, and I do accept them totally. Even if there's things I'm like, holy cow. But for whatever reason, I get why. And because I get why, I can meet them where they are at, the way Christ meets me where I am at. It has been an evolving learning process this whole time. And I'm still evolving and learning. We have been doing this show in March will be seven years. And for the most part, every single weekday. And yet here we are still learning in greater depth. It reminds me of me writing about truth, love, and purity over and over and over again. Everything we talk about, there's like, okay, now that you know this, let's talk about it in greater depth. Depth is our understanding of ourselves that it never ends. We are endless souls. We call it eternal. That's our word. We are eternal. We don't end. We began, but we don't end. Our existing human beings, with no soul more important than another, I do not care what a person's circumstances are and how they've convinced themselves that they're different and they don't matter. Or they're different and they matter more than everybody else. Both are not true. They're just flat out not true. That's why when we hear those things, we repel. Because the lack of truth initially will repel us. But then we have the thoughts and error. We have been taught to swallow down things we knew weren't true, whether it was through religion or cults or 
ways of life that, you know, if we don't do things this way, God will not love you. That statement in itself is not true. You don't have to eat a certain way for God to love you or behave a certain way for God to love you. God will always love you. The trip is you loving yourself, right? And so what is Christ focused on here is you loving yourself. Because without that, positive begets positive beginning because it has to start with you. It has to come through your own free will. Then you will be entrusted with more and more and more knowledge because you can accept it. Not because you're good or bad, but because you can accept it. Someone who cannot accept it will spin because the whole point is accepting yourself. So if you find yourself swirling around and why does this keep happening to me? Why do I keep doing this over and over again? Why do people react to me this way? That's not your question. Your question is, why am I attracted behavior? And what in this behavior makes me feel like the behavior is going to give me a result I needed instead of changing that behavior to get the result that I think I want? Because sometimes we don't even know what we want. We just want that whatever it is we are going to get or do. And then a lot of times after we do it, especially if it was a negative thing, then we wake up and we go, oh, my God, what have I done? I've heard that before and many people because negative begets negative and positive begets positive. Was here as Jesus, he definitely knew and saw and witnessed the negative begets negative and the positive begets positive. And he fought for those things to be seen and stopped. And there were threats from that level of goodness Because the negative that was there, the negative that was there, really believed it was winning by capturing or taking or hiding him from the people. But what negative doesn't see and what negative doesn't know is that energy is stronger than the human body. The energy of a person is always, once you meet them, is with you. And if you don't like the energy of someone you meet, it's negative, it's it's attacking, they hurt your feelings, they said bad things to you, they tried to make you feel bad, whatever it is they did, that's why I say give them back their energy. That way, and only that way, can you say you don't have permission to be here with me. I don't want to carry you around in my life. I have bigger plans than worrying about whatever it is, all the way down to how your hair looks and you get all preoccupied or how you look and you get all preoccupied.
and a car you drive, you get preoccupied. Your kids aren't good enough, you get preoccupied. Your husband isn't good enough, you get preoccupied. Whatever it is, from something as silly as how our hair looks, to as big as questioning the choice we made in a partner, which is going to affect every part of our lives and our entire family's lives, because only half of us is here. That's why I say, and I'm going to, all of this is going to make sense if you listen to this again. Sleep well, because that's when you're whole, and that's where you build your strength to listen, hear, and behave to the things you think about in your soul. Because right now we are getting the entire Christ because he's not here. And I happen to be here, and I'm doing my best. And I hope that it's it's all I can do. I just go to bed at night and say, God, I, I wish I did right by you. I've done my best. I know that. And let's go from there. On that note, I'm sorry, Maria, I didn't get to your question. I love you guys, and I will see you Monday morning. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.